That's a wrap in Belgium. A Red Bull 1-2. Perfect weekend for Red Bull. It's I a 1-2 in the Drivers' Championship. I did call Red Bull 1-2 yesterday. You did call it, bro. But now it's a 1-2 in the Championship, too. Was it? Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, Let's get into Red Bull's actual, like, quickly. We don't talk about too much at the beginning because I know there's so much to unpack. How do you feel about their car? Do you think it was really good on this circuit because of the circumstances and Ferrari absolutely fucking up their setup? Or do you think their car is just that much better? Like, which one do you kind of chalk it up to? They asked Christian after the race. And Christian said, there's just some weekends where you put it all together and the window, those are the words he used, it's just on a different level. Like, everyone from Max to him said, like, the car was on rails. Yeah, I would say, too, like, you know how we spoke on Mercedes car being so sensitive? I think that the same applies to the Red Bull car is that because sometimes the Red Bull car looks like it's it's in its own class. And then sometimes it looks like it's the second best car on the circuit. But then also like within the team. You know, you got the same machinery, obviously it's geared towards Max, but the fact that Max is that much faster than his own teammate as well is crazy. I don't think it's crazy, man. We're talking about the world champion of last year and one A, one B. But that's how amazing it is, like to show that, you know, Checo is a, you know, he's a good driver in a great car or maybe a great car for Max, not a great car for Checo. I think it's a great car. I mean, he's still doing well in it. um, Just crazy to see how there is such a difference, even in Ferrari. I mean, we'll get Ferrari later, but like when you see Charles and Carlos, like, there's just there's a difference, right? And that's why machinery is is call it half the battle and the person driving is the other half. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um it's really interesting because, you know, there's a lot of Max and Lewis conversations on Twitter, and you know, Twitter's a toxic place, so we're not toxic. gonna use Twitter as an example, but you know, people are saying like, oh, now that Lewis doesn't have the best car, all your friends, all the fans used to say Lewis would win in a slow car. And it's like, no. You have to be a great driver and you also have to have a great car. Like those two go hand in hand. You have to put it all together. And my other thing is too, is like, you know, you have to compare to your teammate, right? That's, that's what fans really always have to look at is, are you beating your teammate? And now in the case of this, we talked about briefly, we won't get into it, but like, why is Danny Rick finishing where Orlando started? Honestly, not a great race for McLaren as a whole. Like even Lando struggled coming back out in traffic and couldn't get up, but Danny Rick was, I think, in seventh at one point. He started in seventh, and he dropped all the way down to 15th. So, so it was really bad. Yeah, like, if you're Danny Rick with everything going on, you definitely want to string along a few good races. For sure. Towards the end of the year. There's no doubt about it. You have to string along a couple good races. You have to put something together where people, like, at least feel some confidence. But we won't jump into that right now. Do you want to go Mercedes or Ferrari? What do you think? Where um, should we take this Let's spot? go to Mercedes next. Okay, so let's talk about the start. I know you're watching the race. You're you're fucking hyped because you're like Lewis is in third. He's gonna pass Alonso. Well, fourth. He was in fourth. Did it start oh, yeah. out fourth? No, wasn't he? No, no, no. I'm talking about like once he act the race started. Oh, he was the in race third. starts. Lewis again. Like you can chalk up like everyone's bad starts, but Lewis has been pretty great with all the starts. Lewis start was good, but uh, we we also can't so, deny that Chaco had a really so bad start. So he gets out, makes the overtake, and. I and I'm like, oh, this is incredible. Like, Lewis is going to also go into second now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he had that incredible slipstream behind Alonso. And then, you know, Lewis said, I, it, it, when he got interviewed, he said it was his fault. It for sure was his fault. Like, he said he was in his blind, he, Alonso was in his blind spot, but Lewis was like, it's my fault. See, I'm not going to sit here and like 
scold you for it because we had a conversation offline about it. But I knew I was sitting here saying, I was thinking like, this guy's going to say it's Alonzo's fault and it's Lewis's not fault. But, you know, the GOAT, arguably the GOAT admitted himself with his problem. It's, it's kind of similar to what happened in Silverstone, right? The only difference is, you know, Lewis, I mean, Lewis didn't leave as much space as he did in Silverstone. Uh, Lewis left no space here. It's, this was very uncharacteristic for Lewis. Yeah, I mean, maybe he's maybe he really wanted to get ahead and then try to make a push for first. And we had this conversation offline as well because I deleted this other pod because we went on a long a- argument. But, you know, we had a debate if Lewis would have beat Carlos. Well, Ferrari's setup was terrible today. And I do think generally that Lewis would have finished third today if he doesn't DNF because I don't think he was beating Checo. Like, I think the Red Bull is just too fast. Like, we saw down the straights. It was what, just what, on a different level. When Max and Checo got down the straight, it's like, okay, well, there's no get out shot. The way. You may as well just get out the way. You might as well just get the hell out the way because it's like they had an extra, extra 30 kilometers per hour down a straight, which is, you know, that's a it's lot of speed. It's not even just a few K, bro. It was a full-on 30. It's, that's a lot of speed, man. So it was crazy. But, you know, I think that – I get your point what you are saying yesterday is – you know what? Lewis can actually will you a couple spots ahead. And that, and I think that's a fair point. And it really sucks because I think this would have been the perfect race. If we use George as kind of like a starting point, George had a great race, I think. He obviously fucked up at the end where he uh, came off the corner too wide and he messed up his own race from a podium. But overall, he had a great race. And, you know, if you expect that much from George, if that's what he displayed, you expect more from Lewis. So I definitely think Lewis fucked up his own podium today. He, I don't he think he finished did. a second. Third is where I have he, he was pretty much would have got a podium. And that's the tough part is it just sucks. Like, I, I don't know if you followed this, but he was working with the team again late last night. Yeah, he said he didn't leave till midnight. <laughs> and um, he said that he was working with the team to put the car in position to win. Yeah, I don't think he would have won. Like, and I'm not saying he was going to win, but my point yesterday was, what what did we see today? Like, George was putting in faster times in a car that's way faster than them. Yeah, but we we also know, like, Ferrari's car was, was not the second fastest. I think the Mercedes was the second fastest car on the track because Ferrari had a terrible setup. Like, they spoke about it on, on broadcast how they dropped their wing too low for more... Downforce, downforce for more heat yeah, yeah. so their their tires are being dagged and all this stuff so i would say that today the mercedes was the second fastest car on the track that's my opinion for sure I, and i agree with you and they both got off to a great start too that is where this has been so frustrating for mercedes all year is car looks awful on friday bad on saturday and then somehow every single race on sunday they find this performance it's like well why can't you find this performance on friday well we both know there's race pace and there's qualifying of course there's a a difference there but it is just a continued frustration and you know lewis came back from the summer break he said he was in you know such a great place put a lot of time on the sim um you know then almost two seconds off the pace yesterday today his fault he has to walk back. Hit he literally, the road, that, that, that video of him like walking on a dirt road, I'm like, oh my God, this is going to be, the people on the internet are going to eat this, this up. I want to do say this, right? I'm really upset Lewis made that move because he didn't there's, need to a make cl- it. there's a clear gap between Alpine and Mercedes car. And I think it's been like that for at least eight races. Yeah. Right or wrong? For sure. I think even if you don't hit him there, you catch him in two laps. And then it's like, 
you know, you might be battling with Checo, but my, I think maybe what he wants to do is pass him. Just trying to understand his thought process and let him slow down Checo so he gets away a little bit and he gets a chance to get at Carlos. But at the same time, like, you know, Lewis is known for being a person that finishes the race and collects his maximum points. Exactly. So it was really uncharacteristic. I can't even fucking say the word. And very disappointing because it's like, you know, it, I, I feel like it's like if Max took a risky move on a Haas type of, like not the same level, yeah, but it's just he like, didn't have to make it at that. He had Alonzo. Like he was going to get him eventually. And that's the, t the weird part is like, and I think Alonzo's radio message, sure, it was funny, but Lewis has shown that he's so great in traffic. Lewis, Lewis actually has the most race wins, which was 42, not from pole position. So Alonzo's in, completely incorrect, right? Completely incorrect. I think more where I'm coming from is just like, you know, you just got to pick your spots. But at the same time, I've given Max a benefit of the doubt because you're a racer at the end of the day. When you see an opportunity, you're going to go for he it. He saw the racing line and he said that obviously he it's his fault, him. but he was in his, he didn't see Alonso because he was in his blind spot. Yeah. And he probably thought that he had the move made and he was clear. Yeah. So like, you know, as much as I can criticize Lewis, hindsight's twenty twenty. I don't criticize him for making a racing move. Like, you know, that's where you have Valtteri Bottas, where you don't make those racing moves. So I'm not going to completely shit on Lewis for it. I'm not saying he, it was a bad move. It's just I wish he was a little bit more patient because it would have made the race a lot more interesting. Like, for that's sure. just generally how I feel. This was just like to have a dry, sunny spa, to see all the fans, the long straights, the elevation changes. And, and I message you. Could you imagine we had that duel between Max and Lewis last year? We were robbed of it, man. We were robbed of it last year, right? Um. <laughs> Let's talk about George quickly. There's not much to talk about. George race. drove a race pretty much on an island. Perfect. I, he literally drove his own race as he always does. Because it's been like that all year. It's literally been like that all year. And I thought he was going to have his consistency ruined this week. And he didn't. Thank you for proving me wrong. Let me ask you this question about George. Is it a bad nickname to get Mr. Consistency? You sent me that chart yesterday, and he had the shortest like bar because of how consistent. Because it's only three or five. Exactly. So, you know, George's George's done an incredible job in a car that's just been a, a shit show. I wouldn't say the car's a shit show. It has been. No, you I know, think for it's a first place for a first place team that has first place aspirations, it's a shit show. It's a good mid. It's the best mid pack car. Yeah, I mean, it's like the I, best car after the shit show is the Williams or the Aston Martin, right? Yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying, but I'm but, not gonna say the car's a shit show. Like, it's just not a championship level. Well, car. when I when I what I mean by shit show is we've had a car that was literally undrivable at times, like. When you think of the spectrum that it's kind of gone between. Yeah, okay, that's fair. No, I'm it's not, not like it's like being kind of the same all year. That car's look so different. It. I don't know if you can look at another team on the grid and say their cars look so different well, week in and week out. No, I agree with you. I would say this too. Like, Did you hear about how they spoke of uh, McLaren's porpoising today and then they had no porpoising in Bahrain? It's like... You know, I guess porpoising is part of obviously unlocking your, your speed and doing all that stuff. But very interesting to see how cars have been developed. I will say this about George, though. I need to see more from George. I need to see him pull off like a championship level performance, even if you don't if even if you don't win a championship. Like I need to see him pull off like from fifth to second and, and, and outduel someone like he did when he dueled Max in Miami. Like I, I want or was that Australia? It was Australia, right? When he dueled Max, I think. I think it was Australia. So I need to see more of that 
I think George is a really good driver, but I would like to see him have a like, you know, one of those performances you speak of 2022. He's had we, a we very seen that yet. safe year he, he's driven very well but he hasn't give us a performance just conservative yeah like lewis has had that performance right i i mean lewis's last five performances you're like wow lewis has driven so well george is like you've been really good you've been really good you've been really consistent but i haven't got one where it's like a nine out of ten performance a ten out of ten performance like i need one of those from george his poll was the only thing that we really can highlight this year where it was like wow that's george russell a world championship level driver and i'm not saying he's not i'm just like we haven't got that vintage you know, classic performance. I really yeah. want to see one of those before the year ends. I, w- I do want to bring this up to you quickly because we did talk about, you know, wins. Max has won nine out of 14 races. Yeah, he's going to probably go on to get the record this year for most re- most wins in a season. I can see that. I-, I do think he has a chance at Lewis's record if Red Bull continues his dominance. But it- I just want to highlight how special Max has been with uh, obviously the car, but nine out of 14 is a big number. Like, that is not nothing to sneeze at. And especially when he was in first in Bahrain, car DNF'd, and he was also in first in Australia when his car... He would have had 11 out of 14. So. Max and Red Bull are safe to say it's going to be a 1-2 and a driver's and constructors. Are you scared of a Red Bull rain like Mercedes had? No, because new era? Mercedes is already working on next year, like, ahead of most teams. Yeah, my only thing is about that is, like, you know... People probably said that about 2014 when Mercedes was dominant and Red Bull was a dominant team for four years. But I'm worried like if Red Bull goes on like this eight-year stretch where they just absolutely destroy everybody in their way. I, I, I'm a little worried about that. I'm going to be honest with you. I can't rule it out because it's definitely possible. I just have to put all of my trust and faith in Toto and making sure that this season as an anomaly is sorted out. No, but that's like... You're right, though, because it's Mercedes. They've been so good. It's like you have to give them credit. So I, I agree with you. Let's talk Ferrari. So where do you want to start? Do you want to start with first the down the downforce well, mistake? I just want to talk about the fact that Formula One is more than just perfect. Like, yes, there are obviously logic. There's logic involved, right? And if you have a faster car, logic says you're going to be faster. But you got to put all of this together from strategy to team Mm -hmm. to circumstances to, you know, even today on the radio, the broadcast brought up like how many questions are you going to ask your driver on the radio? See, I don't disagree with that point, though. I disagree with that point. I would say it's just, you know, maybe Ferrari's trying a more consultive approach, which is why maybe they have more mistakes. That's why they have more mistakes. They leave too much room for variation. And then today, like there were just so many there were so many things that I questioned and I'm like, what are they doing? Here's, here's and my how do you get you. your setup that wrong? Well, I mean, I think they optimize it for lower weather. And right? then there was higher there, but you know, the t- tire deck was high for everyone. Yeah. They but, just cooked themselves. Yeah. Their, their tire deck was higher. I will say this about that point is, you know, I, I think I want to look back and I don't have histories. Like did Schumacher make a lot of decisions in Ferrari. Did Alonso make a lot of decisions? Like, is that the way they run? Or Seb, when they were running with Seb, did he make a lot of decisions? Well, I think if you go back to Seb's time, because that's kind of Benato's rise in all of this, um, you can't, if you go back to Schumacher's time, completely different team leadership, all the rest of it. But there might be a Ferrari way. But of like, you know, Sebastian Vettel left that team and f- kind of felt like disrespected, didn't enjoy his time at Ferrari. 
Yeah, I mean, Bonato, the jury's out on Bonato, and we'll see what he does in this offseason is if he makes a lot of changes. They definitely need to because it's just been abysmal. Like, <laughs> Yo, what so do we bad. start? We start with yesterday's, obviously, soft tire, mm-hmm. right? Then we can start with, why did you guys start on the softs to begin with? Even with Charles. Charles is at 15. Why are we starting with softs? Maybe they, they understood it was a two-stop the whole time. Remember in Hungary, the hard tire they put on, like, They've been, this is notorious. Yeah. I, I also think it's just Hungary because, you know, they've been good on C4s, bef- uh, C2s before. That's a C2 car. It was just a track. And maybe they thought they had a different um, understanding. That was stupid, but I'm trying to understand the logic behind it. Um, and then today, like, you know, how many mistakes did Ferrari make today? We obviously know the end. Like, why the hell do you pit? For- you lost more points. You lost more points. You made a risk to steal fastest lap, which you didn't even steal. And then you also, you ended up losing to Alonso because of the pit, but you would have almost lost with the pit again. Like, they are idiots. Yeah, I wouldn't call them idiots, but they're, they're, there's definitely some questions around there. It's also like, I think Charles had a puncture, so I'm hoping I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt for his first pit. It was the um, visor... Uh, whatever, the tearaway got stuck on the tire or something. Yeah, so then there you go. So, like, he had an issue with his tire, which is fair. Um, but I just overall, like, Carlos's whole strategy, and then they wanted to run Charles Long, is, like, you know, make a goddamn decision. Every I think- time I hear a Ferrari engineer come on the radio with a dumbass plan B or can you go, it's just like, you guys just sound like, this is... No, 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 let's, let's be fair, let's be fair. Like, they do do more communication, but, you know... Bono calls Lewis and be like, how are you feeling? Can you run four more laps? Can you go longer on, the, on these stints? And Lewis be like, yeah, mate, just leave me to it. Yeah. So I, I, like, I, I, don't, I don't hate that part. I'm, I am upset with their decision making. And you know what? We talked about it yesterday. But it's just why this team isn't ready to win. They have to go through these <laughs> learning curves. Like, why know, did they try to pitch Charles at the end to get fastest lap? They came out, lost the position They've already to lost Alonso. the championship. Yeah. And then they lost the position to Alonso. He had to retake it, and then, then he gets the penalty. It's just bad. And also, Benato, you are the last person on the entire grid who should be walking around with the level of cockiness and arrogance. Like, when you come on and say, yeah, we're going to win nine out of the next ten races or whatever it was before the summer break, it's like, who are you? <laughs> Maybe he was just trying to instill some confidence into his team, but yeah, you're definitely misguided with that. I want to throw this out to you, right? So, we obviously had question marks all around Ferrari. I'm going to, like, you have to give me a quick answer, no explanation. I also owe you for a bet, the Lewis Hamilton bet, so we got to figure that out. Does Mercedes beat Ferrari in the Constructors' Championship? Yes. They're, they're what? They're, uh, just over 30 points behind. And no, it's going to be more now because... They were 30 going into today, and then obviously... So Charles yeah. got 15, uh, Carlos got 15 points today, George got 12, and then Charles probably got about six. six. Yeah. So they're about closer to 40 now. Yeah, but I believe mercedes will be second so we're gonna have to put a bet on that i'm gonna say no i i had a feeling you'd say yes but i still owe some type of bet for the other thing so we will figure that out i will say this about ferrari bonato has done a brilliant job developing that car like as much as we want to destroy him for his team principal yeah we but we gave him his flowers at the start of the year they were shit and they were putting all their energy into this year they developed a great car unfortunately they just don't know how to execute yeah do you think next year Ferrari actually has a legitimate chance to win? Like, do you think that they will learn? Yes I don't think no? so. 
I, I don't see Ferrari winning a championship, either drivers or constructors, throughout this entire era, through to 26. Really? Because really? you think Mercedes is going to pick up dominance or Red, Red Bull? Red Bull's obviously dominant, and I think that um, Mercedes is going to be there Back. as well. Yeah. I think this is a true test for like Mercedes because... You know, as long as, as much as we want to hate on Red Bull, like we're not fans of Red Bull, they've been arguably a pretty competitive team since, you know, 2006, 2007, right? 2008, that era. I wasn't a Formula One fan back then, but I'm going to say they're probably around then from my, from my understanding and reading. And they've been very, very good up. Yeah. I mean, time. for the last 15 years, they've, they've either been one or two. Well, Ferrari was two for a little bit too, yeah. but like they've been right there. And you know what? Mercedes might be going through its law where it's a third place team, but Mercedes has had that dominance. And I'm very curious to see how long it takes Mercedes to get back to fighting for actual wins because no one here is sleeping on Toto Wolf. He is still Toto Wolf. Like, let's just make that very clear. He is the genius behind the eight time, the eight time reigning constructors championship. So we'll see what he does. I still will go and say that Mercedes has the best driver pairing. I, I firmly believe that. Um, so we'll see what they can do. I want to jump into AlphaTauri quickly. We can jump into whatever else you want to jump into regarding just kind of like extras through Spa. Yeah. How did you feel about Pierre? I mean, Pierre still made his way up, but how did you feel about Pierre taking the penalty? They didn't explain it on air, and I haven't researched it. So unless you know they more information. They said yesterday that, and I brought it up, I think, on the pod, right? You like, did. But did they They're, confirm it? Um, they didn't confirm it, but the what they said is, don't be surprised if Alpha Tori at the eleventh hour starts in the pit lane to help Mac. Yeah, I mean that. And they're like, they have every right to do it, but it does look a little fishy. I will say this Not too: that it, Max would have still won the race. That's, you might as well take like your penalties and stuff because what do you what are you starting like sixteenth, fifteenth, like whatever? Who cares, right? Like. At the end of the day, like, that's probably when you're starting normal races. So it is a great time to take a penalty. I myself am not a fan of, you know, tanking Pierre Gasly because why can't Pierre? Pierre should be getting points. You know, th those points are worth millions of dollars, right? So if he started in ninth, let's say, or, yeah, no, it would have been higher because he was ahead of Danny. He was P, I think he was P9 after qualifying. So he probably would have started in sixth, right behind George Russell, I think. That would be my assumption. Don't, don't fact check me on that. I think he has a legitimate chance to score like at least two to four points. Like genuinely, right? So that was my beef with yeah. it. Where did Aston Martin finish? Because I know you have it up. Aston Martin. So Lance Stroll came in 11th. And um, Seb should have made some points. No? Seb was eighth. You know, you did say Seb was washed yesterday, but he's not. He had, he had power unit issues in, in Q1. Yeah. So, so like, I, I remember you saying that, and I just wanted to address that quickly. I, I forgot about the power unit. He had a power unit issue. He drove a hell of a race today. Yeah, I mean, he, he finished in the points. He finished in the points. So, shout out to Seb. But he... uh Finished you know, in the points, man. I think that we also have to be cognizant. It's like, this is his last year racing, so let's enjoy it. You know what I mean? He's corny, but let's enjoy the last year of For sure. racing. Um, I want to also just talk about the fact that Alpine, they had a good race, man. And... Unfortunately for McLaren and this Danny Rick thing, Alpine's going to beat them this year. So you saw that chart, right? Of where the best cars in the most development. Mm -hmm. 
Well, it says that McLaren's the fourth best car, but I don't believe it. I don't believe it either. I think Alpine is the is the best is the fourth best car on the grid. Um, I don't know, man. Danny Ricardo is he's such a polarizing thing because, you know, obviously you said Lando says he has no sympathy for him, and then you hear the broadcasting how a lot of drivers feel for Danny Ricardo, and then you hear how like even McLaren says Danny's still great. It's just you know there's just not a fit there. So I wish we could see him in another F1 car, and I hope it's Alpine. I Even thought, when he was in the Renault, right? Hey, he was pretty good. Yeah, I know. But I, th- I thought this. Pierre Gasly is Rita for 2024, right? There yeah. was a post, but Red Bull can release him for his contract That's right. because they get hurt. That is the way this happens. That's right. They would be willing to transfer him to Alpine with his contract, probably. That's how this can happen. Okay. So... I want to go on to like a hypothetical. So Oscar goes to McLaren. Alpine takes Gasly. AlphaTauri takes Colton Herta with Yuki. Let's say Yuki stays. So that means Danny really only can take Haas. the Williams seat. No Haas. Mick is going to stay at Haas. Well, that's what we... I would... I'm pretty sure that's the case, but it hasn't been confirmed. No, no, but my, my thing would be like logically speaking, Mick Unless is... Unless Mick goes to Williams and Danny That goes would be Haas. stupid. That You're going backwards. Like Williams... Is not well. I mean, today Williams look better than Haas, but um, so then, so you're thinking, so are we thinking that Danny will actually suit up for Williams next year or Haas? I think Danny Rick will suit up for any team in Formula One. That's what I think too. I I, I would hope we see him. He on, says that on the grid he, again. If he's doing any racing, it's only Formula One. We had this long conversation at dinner one time, and people were not you, but people were saying Indy and this. I'm like. I would never personally, because Danny Ricardo isn't just any driver. He's Danny Rick. Like, there's a reason why he goes by one name, like Danny. He's Danny yeah. Rick. Like, if he goes to like IndyCar, he's never gonna recover. That's the, it's just like we've seen so many athletes in the twilights of their career. And it's like then they go over to a different league, and it's like you can never recover from that. Or if you do, it's really hard. And here's my thing too: is like, you know, Danny Rick has traditionally been very good everywhere he's gone, right or wrong, other than McLaren. So at this point, like I said, it's a shield. Remember, we we're talking about a shield for Mick. This is a good shield for Danny. War. it was just McLaren. But if he goes to Indy and doesn't perform as like is, is the best bad. driver, then you're not coming back to Formula One unless there's a Which, relationship. I also like what Danny said. Is like he compared what he's going through right now to Checo. He's like, look at Checo's career. He was almost out of F1, and now he's on the best team. But Checo never deserved to be out of F1. And we talked about this in 2020. But, I, you know, Danny's point is, look at how quick things can change in F1. Both and I for agree. the bad and obviously for the good. I agree with you on that statement. But let's let's not compare the two because Checo was good at racing point. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he was almost out of his seat just because of, you know, the numbers, Politics, right? Yeah. So I, I, I'm not going to say I understand where Danny's coming from. But, Danny, it's not the same thing. Right now, your stock is red and it's plunging really quickly. Like, really, really The fast. other thing, too, is, this is just opinion, speculation, is that there is a level of mental health in this entire proponent of, like, you're, you know you don't have a seat, you're struggling, and then today you finish 15th. Like, you have to be so strong not to break. Yeah. Because mentally, you can start to get anxious. You can be, like, down in the dumps. We've seen it with, it's just humanity. Like He swears his spirits aren't broken, though. Like, you've heard him say that on interviews. Yeah, but then you see him on an interview, like, it doesn't really look Danny. (sighs) I mean, they are talking about serious stuff. Usually they're, like, all happy-go-lucky with Danny, but all the questions are, like, microphone in your face, like, 
Danny, tell us why you suck. And <laughs> that has a negative so effect. It's like everywhere you go, people are asking you the same damn question. They are. No, I agree with you. It definitely can have a med- uh, negative effect on you. My issue with it is like Danny has swore it hasn't had an issue with him, right? So it is what it is. Let's, let's talk about this quickly and then you, we can kind of go or if you have anything else. What happened to Haas today? Like, what happened to Haas? They were like, Magnuson was at the back of the grid. There was Nick zero, was like... No, second last. They, yeah. they didn't make their way up the grid. And we've seen Haas look like the fifth best car sometimes. Haas we've is all one of these weird stories this year where, at times, fifth best car, and at other times, terrible. So I want to bring this up to you, right? We talked about track favorability, right? That's mm-hmm. a real... Like, Carlos knows Mons is a Red Bull favorite track. It's not a secret in Formula 1. Mercedes... And Haas tend to have kind of similar, similar, um, their cars t- tend to like similar tracks from what we understand, right? Like they were good at Silverstone and so was Mercedes. But Mercedes was actually decent at this track. But Haas was absolutely terrible. I can't so, believe we like, have Haas and Mercedes in the same conversation, but yeah. But we're just talking about like, you know, where their cars like which tracks because <laughs> yeah. they like Paul Ricard, they liked Silverstone, same tracks that Mercedes like. So it's very interesting to understand like Haas had such a down day. Like it was terrible. I was like, I, at one point at, in the race when I see Mick made an overtake for like 17th or whatever it was, I was scratching my head like, wait, they're that far back of the grid? Man, that whole end, back end, like Joe 14th, Danny, 15th. I actually K-Mac, respect 16th. Joe's race, by the way. Mick, 17th. I actually respect Joe's race because he started at the back because of penalties. And he actually, like, passed Danny. He wasn't, like, the worst. And he was competitive. He was just in a DRS train. Like, I thought he had a solid race, but c- continue on. So, you know, and shout out to Alex Alvon getting a point for Williams. You know that that point is, you know, it's valued. Um, speaking of Williams, Nicholas Latifi can't keep his car on the track. Causes an incident. It's I feel just so like, bad for Bottas. I felt bad for Bottas. He was beached, and like he said, beached. And then I just saw the shot and maybe laugh because Bottas is stuck, and then Latifi just drives off. It's like this idiot ruined someone else's race. Hey, we won't and call him an idiot. <laughs> he still rolls on. <laughs> I mean, you literally saw his car come off the track, so you can control it when there's gravel. Here's my thing, right? If Latifi has an F1 seat next year, then Williams management, Joss no, Capital. No, if he has a seat next year, there's something else that we don't know. Does How Le- much money is he funneling in? I don't know. Is Latifi blackmailing Joss Capital? Who knows? But Latifi, when it comes to Formula One racing, I don't think you I th- should be there. I think he should go to India or something. Like He does have a spot racing. I'm not going to say he shouldn't be a racer, but not in Formula One. Um what it like what would you do if Latifi got a seat next year? I would just question everything because I don't know what he has done ever I in a Formula One done. car to show yeah, I mean he lost Lewis Hamilton yeah, championship. I can tell you exactly what he's done. <laughs> I can tell you exactly what he did. So it is just like again, we're here to talk about the sport. I'm not talking about Latifi, the person. When it comes to the sport, I'm He's done criticizing the fact that he is being destroyed by every teammate. He makes the dumbest mistakes in the car. I just, you're I, not a fan. You're, you're ready to And Albon is now looking like George Russell. Not to say he's George Russell, but... He's looking like the second coming of George Russell. <laughs> it's like, what the hell, <laughs> yeah. bro? 
And you know what? I will say this. We we also have to like not Latifi, but maybe Williams upgrades are really that good, by the way, because Latifi finished okay too. Yo, they said Williams say how one of uh the top speeds in a straight well, line. Yeah, they did have the top speed. Like one of the they did have the top speed. That graph I sent you. Other than Ferrari's little slipstream, it was Williams. That was that's that kind of crazy. That's why Albon did have that one purple sector. Well, you got to think of this too, right? Like at the end of the day, you can set up your car for pure downforce with low drag, right? But if you have high, but then you're you suck at coming out of corners and stuff, right? So like you know they chose their poison. That's what I think. But listen, they might have one of the fastest cars on the grid. Who knows? On this track where it's so long and the straights are mat like. The, these long straights, if you have top speed in a straight line, we saw it say with Red Bull plus DRS, you were just in a much better. And I think you have to look at this too. Like, I th this just explains to any casual fans that Williams has the fastest car. It has the same engine as Mercedes. So the, maybe the Mercedes engine is not great at powering what Mercedes setup is, right? It but just the Williams shows all clearly, of it. Like, there's so much that goes into making a car, man. Yeah, and the, you know what? The Ferraris look slow today, and everybody's saying the Ferrari has a great engine <laughs> that's not reliable. So it's like all these different things. It's all about setup. It's all about windows. I do think, like, we go back to this at all times, is that there's two championship teams in the paddock right now. There's Red Bull and there's Mercedes. Mercedes put out a bad car, but they still know how to win. And you can tell by their development and their strategy and how, how, how their drivers... You know, when George and Lewis are talking and when you hear the radios, they're pretty consistent, right? They don't make too many mistakes. That being aside, those are the only two teams that I am comfortable with a winning car that they actually have championship pedigree because they both do. And I think that we always have to remind, remind ourselves that, you know, it may be 45, 45, and 10. 45 belong to the car, 45 belong to the driver, and 10% of the strategy, right? So we always have to be cognizant of that. And it's just like... It's crazy if Latifi gets a seat next year. It is absolutely <laughs> mind-boggling. If, and you know what? I'm I'm here to say like, I would take away Lance Stroll's seat. For who? A young talent. Yeah, I mean, I you've said Lance does belong in F1. He does, but but my point is is like you know why not why not try try to pair Oscar and and, and Fernando theoretically. I'm with you, but you know his dad ain't doing that. I know that, but forget his dad, right? But I'm saying, like, is there not another Oscar on the scene? What about Alpine's other There's young definitely, talent? There definitely is talent, man. And, like, why wouldn't you put Danny Rick with like, Alonso? What about, what about Pato Ward, the Brazilian that is born in America? Like, he's done really well for McLaren in other races. But stuff. also, the other thing is, and he's right? Only 21, let's, let's now flip the script here with Aston Martin. Sebastian Vettel went there. Fernando Alonso is going there. Now, of course, money plays a part. Security plays a part. Everyone has said that this team has the money. They have the people. They've got it all. They haven't showed it. But is there a I world where... Time. But it is there a time. world where maybe Lance Stroll can be good? No, I think Lance Stroll's a good driver. Like, do I think he's Can he win driver? races if Aston Martin is going to have a race-winning car? Okay, let me ask you this. Has Lance Stroll beat any driver that was actually on the grid for more than two years? What do you mean? Has he beat any of his teammates? Lost to Checo. He lost to Checo. Lost to, he's losing to Vettel. So it's like, you know, when is he actually going to be beating his teammates? Like, that's my whole thing is like, you know, I think Lance belongs on the grid, but 
my whole thing is if you have championship aspirations, you might as well start finding your young talent. Like Aston Martin should have been been looking for Guan Yu Zhou. Especially when Sorry, you not look Guan, at not Guan Yu, my apologies, Oscar Piastri. They should have looked for Oscar. Yeah, Piastri. they should be sourcing out great young talent because this year, I mean, Seb is in twelfth and Lance is nineteenth. Yeah, but it shows you, like, you know, I know Lance has had some bad luck, but I'm not going to chalk it all up to luck. Circumstances play a part in Formula One. I but don't think Lance how many Stroll should be in Lance have? Like he has one, four points. He has four. How much does Seb have? Twenty. There you go. That's five times the points. Like, <laughs> yeah. but, and the only person below Lance is Latifi. Yeah, two That's Canadians. Bad. Remember, really did bad. you hear the broadcast? Yeah. It was like, we have 11. We have the first worst, time we have what do you say? The most useless stat? It, it was, listen, it was cool to hear, but at the end of the day, we have to ask the question, when does Lawrence Stroll take a step back and let his team run the team? Like, we talk about it all the time with us, is that you have to let people do their jobs, and that's why you brought them here. Because if you knew everything, what's the point of having a team? Yeah, you're, you'll have everything in place to be great, but if you can't look past your son, then you can't be great. Yeah, and to me, that would just be counterintuitive to think that you are claim yourself as a world champion. You won't be able level. to win Constructors' Championships. Here's the flip side, and I do want to play devil's advocate, and we won't stay on it too long, is that Lawrence has said that, you know, Lance will obviously won F3, and he said that he did really well at Williams that year. But he's like, Lance has never had a car to actually prove himself in. But he had racing, yeah, racing point when um, they had the Mercedes copycat, but he lost to Checo. So what do you, how do you feel about that? Because I don't think we've ever addressed that on air. They, that racing point car was so fast. And I honestly, Checo beat him, but... By quite they, a bit too. But they actually both did well. Yeah, but Checo beat him by quite a bit. I think it was almost double the points. It was at least like a damn. It was almost. It was at least like I think if Checo had like one twenty, I think Lance had like seventy points. So it was he beat him by quite a bit. That's a lot. Double check it right uh, now. I'm pulling it up right now. Pull it up the twenty twenty standings. The twenty twenty standings. Yeah, that's what I got. So yo, twenty twenty driver standings. Lance Stroll eleventh. How many points did he have? 75. How much points did Checo have? Checo, fourth place, 125. Like I said, it was 50 Bro, points. Checo came fourth in that. Checo destroyed him. That's my whole that's point. That's crazy. That's why it's like, you know, lo- that's why, you know, people want to say Lance has these points X, Y, and Z. But at the end of the day, he has gotten destroyed by his, any teammate that's actually been on the grid for more than two years. He's beat one teammate that was on the grid only for his rookie year at Williams. So... You know, we can move on from Lance Stroll, but he got obliterated by Checo, and right now he's losing to uh, Vettel by quite a bit, considering where the cars are. Yeah, it's. Uh, and I'd like to look at the head-to-head up to now. Like I really would love to. Yeah, I want to. I'm gonna take some time. I want to look actually at his head-to-heads in Formula One from Williams on because, yeah, it's it doesn't look good. So I'll leave you with this. Red Bull. I think we can both say. Constructors, drivers is locked up unless, Done, locked. Un- unless like pandemonium rains down on them, right? It's locked up. Yeah, it's locked. You got Mercedes coming f- second in the constructors championship. Mm-hmm. I got Ferrari coming second. Does Charles still somehow find a way to become second in the cha- world championship? No, no. I mean that would make sense because then that means Mercedes would wouldn't come second in yeah. the thing. Okay, where does he finish then? Third. Third. Where does Lewis and George finish? Fourth and fifth. Um. I really want to say Lewis is going to get up there, but today didn't help. 
I think I it's going to be Mercedes driver will be fourth. I don't think Checo beats. I don't think anybody beats Checo other than Max. Like I generally think Checo will finish second. Yeah, it's going to go Max. This feels like Checo. This feels like Lewis and Valtteri. Charles. It does. It does feel like that. Um, I will say this too. How funny is it that the two 2021 Mercedes drivers DNF today? <laughs> I was literally wow. looking at that. I was like, That's the two funny. teammates DNF. But we're I got going to, we're going to Zandvoort in less than a week, bro. Zandvoort should be a really good track for Ferrari, though. I, I I do believe it'll be a good track for Ferrari. I think Mercedes will have a decent time on the track too. So I think it'll be a good weekend. Well, it's next weekend, which is great. We don't have to wait another week. Lewis for, is going straight one. to the treadmill. I can't believe it's um it's a triple header right out of summer break. I think that was a little excessive, by the way. Yeah, I do like it just being a fan. And I'm also happy that we'll get to see Lewis's return in less than a week. Because my whole, this is what I think of, right? Like, you get off summer break, and then they just throw you straight into overtime. Like, why not throw them back into one race, take one week, and then do a triple header? You see what I'm saying? Like, that's probably how I would have planned it all, thinking just, like, psychologically, like, get back into pace, take a little break, and then go into full overtime. But shout out to everybody who's made it this far. I don't have anything left. You got anything left? Spa. Hopefully you don't go anywhere. Well, oh yeah, we got to talk about that. It is confirmed for next year, which is un- unbelievable. It's incredible. I hope we don't get rain next year. We're already going to put it out to the Formula One this, racing like, gods. Obviously rain's an equalizer, but this track doesn't need the rain. Well, they are confirmed to extend. Shout out to Spa. I would actually, I think that's one of my favorite tracks now. Bro, I love that that incline that climb is just and the cars are going so fast when they hit that lift it's just really cool to see yeah i think zandvoort is gonna be a lot more fun though i love zandvoort zandvoort is probably like my third favorite track behind silverstone and monza so i'm very excited for zandvoort but if max dominates like he did last year it's gonna be a very boring race all right guys we'll see you guys um probably in two days yeah we'll see you soon peace Peace.